What's up, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody. It is Thursday. It is the last episode of April 2022. It is April 28th, and this one's coming from Down Under. Okay, I sounded really bad while saying that. This one's coming to us from Australia. I've been hoping to get this band on the podcast since I found out about them around the time we had Patient 67 and Tom Kylie on the podcast. So, it's finally happening. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors first is Phoenix Fitness. Yeah. We're at the end of April, especially here in the U.S. You know, summer's coming, and some people want to get to the gym, be buff like Arnold. Yeah, look good and looking good in the swimsuits and, like, the Speedos. I don't fucking know what you're wearing out there anymore. So, a lot of times, you know, or like me, constantly want to go into those mosh pits and not stop. You know, you got to make sure your fitness level is at the top. It's game, so always hit in the gym, cardio, fitness, uh, weightlifting, all that kind of stuff. But you got to make sure you're prepared to recover right, too to maximize achieving those fitness goals. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have different supplements to help you achieve those fitness goals, such as pre-workouts with both stimulants and stim-free stuff. I use the stim-free stuff because, well, I'm crazy enough as it helps you hype you up. They have different B-cellular recovery compounds for you to drink after to help absorb the nutrients back into your muscles. Different proteins that build muscles, AM blends, PM blends, vegan blends, collagen protein blends, directly after your workout protein blends. Creatine to help you build muscle, multivitamins to help your health, and really anything you can think of, supplement-wise, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners get 15% off using the code C, you know, use the code M-S-O-T-D at fxfit.com, link description of the podcast, I'll get the promo code, thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Our second sponsor is Custom Debuts. So, you guys know I like my cool, crazy posters, right? I got my Ice Nine Kills one, Rise Against one, got a signed Ronnie Radke one, I've also got a signed... Rise Against one up there. Pretty dang cool. But I don't have anything on that back wall still. So why not get a poster for that back wall? What if I put together something, let's just say it was uh, Rise Against. So I go to Custom Abuse. I type in the name Rise Against. Now they ask me for a song or an album. Say I pick The Suffering the Witness as an album. Say I pick Prayer the Refugees a song. What they'll do is they'll create a custom poster for me based around that band and that either that album or that song. And they'll send me a proof within 48 hours. And if I like it, great. They'll work with it that. If I'm not a big fan of it, I'll tell them what edits want to be made. And until I give them the okay, they'll keep editing for me. When I give them the okay, they will send it to me on either a normal poster paper print, a canvas print, or as an aluminum freaking sign. You can be the coolest, coolest person in your own custom poster in the office, in your dorm room, in the garage, uh, literally in your basement, in your man cave, you know, make your son jealous. Like, hey, kid, look at that. You want that custom poster? Well, it's custom for me, baby. So, yeah, be the envy of your friends and your family, I guess. Our listeners get 10% of the code CPP10 at Custom Abuse website. Link description of the podcast song with promo codes and Custom Abuse. Now to our future presentation, I've got Indy, the bassist from the band Wind Waker on the podcast. Hey, Wind Waker, I don't know how to describe this band. Best way to describe them is Wind Waker. Their debut album, Love Language, comes out on May 6th, and... Oh my kid is a calamity of cohesive chaos. And what I mean by that is like this album is so everywhere from I mean metalcore, electronic stuff, techno stuff, hard rock, they bring in some pop stuff in there, heavy, just guttural, like it's all over the place. It's incredible. They defy genres on this album we also have a lot of fun talking about you know just whatever else comes up 
you know, if you want to know what comes up, take a look at the description of the podcast as well because you can see the little, like, you know, chapters or thumbnails or where stuff comes up because there's so much fun stuff to listen to here. So go check it out. Please welcome Indy from the band Wind Waker to the podcast. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. This band, it's been a journey trying to get them on the podcast. I found out about them back at the end of 2021 from Mr. Tom Kylie of Patient 67. I'm like, I got to get these guys in the podcast. Then I suddenly got signed to Fearless Records at the end of 2021. I'm like, well, now it's just going to be a matter of time. Their brand new album, Love Languages, comes out on May 6th. And trying to describe the sound on this album I, I don't think I can possibly do it. There is so much to go on in this album. So many different sounds, so many different experimentations. It is absolutely insane. And let's just jump right into it. So please welcome Indy from the band Wind Waker to the podcast. So Indy, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. All right. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very it is, excited. It is great to have you on. And, and when I said it, like it took some time to do this, it was like, okay. Because right when I saw that uh, like Tom was uh, pumping you guys up, I'm like, okay, I got to check this out. I got to listen. Then I saw you guys got signed to Fearless Records. I'm like, now it's just a matter of time. I don't know what it is, but now the clock's ticking. Like once I see that press release come from Adam Splitter because of you guys signing with Fierce, like when I see that album press release come down, I'm like, boom, I'm on top of it. I'm going for it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we when we actually signed to Fearless, it was like for us a total freak out because I mean we had like a bunch of label offers and stuff, but Fearless Records was like they contacted us like back when our ep empire came out they they were like sort of interested mark like had like a zoom meeting with us and then um we didn't really know what to do because we, <laughs> we'd been like oh, okay we've got like label offers now like what do we do we've got an ep but we kind of want to have an album so that we can uh have more stuff to show them so it, it died off for a bit and then uh once we had the album, our managers shopped it around and of course Fearless were interested again and we were so stoked. And then of course Fearless comes with that awesome PR agency. So it's all it's all wound up down the road that we can be doing this, which is so exciting. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. Now when it came to like when, you know, the album was out, ready to come out and you guys were shopping, it's different labels. With Fearless reaching back out to you guys, was that the, you know, the one that basically stood above the breast because they had shown interest beforehand and now it's they're really showing interest and they're reaching out to you directly like hey we want to represent you guys we want to make sure this album's a hit we want to make sure that we can do whatever we can to work with you yeah there was something about them that just made it like they already felt like a family so um when we had the initial meeting with them they were so freaking nice man <laughs> i don't know what it was about them. they were just so nice to us and they had all these good things to say about our music and they had all these good things to say about like the future and what they thought of us and where they thought we could go and uh when they reached out again uh it was like we already knew them so uh everything they had to say about the album was just like yeah these guys know they already know us they already know who we are they know what we want to do and it was just like it's the easiest choice in the world. I don't know. <laughs> it was such an easy choice compared to everything else that we've had to do. That was probably the easiest choice that we had. Definitely. Hey, when it comes to finding someone to partner with, when it comes to making sure this album's as big of a success as possible, you know, market wise, streaming wise, every bit of it, 
I think Fearless might have been the perfect way to go about it, especially because take a look at their track record. Take a look at some of the bands that they're working with currently. And of course, I mean, every time I think about Fearless Records right now, it's like the one that always sticks out to me is going to be Ice Nine Kills every step of the way. It's like, well, look at how it's just like what they're doing with them, just kind of letting them like fly with everything as well and really tone in on everything that they want to do. It seems like especially looking at your guys' social media as well and how things have progressed from when I first found out about you to the fearless signing to now, it's your style on social media still is you guys. It's still your style. And it's still something that every time I see a post from Wind Waker pop, I'm like, okay, what the heck is going to be on this right now? Like there's going to be <laughs> something here that I, I don't know what it is. I'm probably going to laugh, but I'm going to want to read it no matter what. Yeah, yeah, they always, I mean, they always advocated for us to stay who we, uh, as close to who we were as possible, which is great because, you know, they never once were like, we're taking over your socials, we're taking over everything, we're gonna, we're gonna make you this. It was just like, this is who you are, and we're gonna promote that to the world, which was like obviously such a great thing to hear. And we don't like, we have, we have that reputation now online, I think, with, uh, I guess, I guess you call it like our brand, but, we're kind of always trying to do something uh, to keep fans interested online, trying to play around with memes. And I don't know. It's just like fearless never once were like, you can't do that anymore. You've got to, you've got to do this and that. They actually like really love what we do online. So um, yeah, it didn't, there were never problems with them and they always, <laughs> if anything they they give us more ideas to post so uh they kind of just joined the team which is great they yeah yeah so it's like they're not being restricted or anything they're like you know it's we have some crazy ideas you might like too here's a couple of crazy ideas you guys might like but in the end you guys are doing what you're doing and whatever you guys want to do go for it because it has worked it's continued to work and especially when you take a look at the social me- uh, social media landscape today when it comes to a bunch of different bands that are having success, really growing and really gaining more prominence in music, especially in the kind of music scene that we're working in right now, bands that really are on top of that social media game are really ones that are starting to rise to the top because that's where the attention is. I mean, again, I brought up Page 67 a couple of times, like looking at what Tom and Page 67 are doing too. It's a ex- perfect example that resonates with you guys where it's like, I never know what the heck's going to happen, but I know the interaction is going to make me either laugh or it's going to be something that's going to be like, oh, totally out of the box. Or it's like, I can't believe this was actually said, but then, you know, your band name and the band page and the brand of the band is stuck in my mind. I mean, hell, like the first time I saw you guys, the first time I saw the post from you guys, I'm like, the, it was stuck in my brain. I'm like, I want to get these guys in the podcast. And then all of a sudden the, the Fearless Records sign happened. I'm like, well, now I got to wait, but it's still <laughs> in my head. It was still in my head and I couldn't yeah, get it out of there. So like, it was stuck in my head. Yeah, I love that. I love that. We, um, yeah, I don't think, uh, especially with Facebook, like our Facebook page has kind of turned into a massive meme page as well. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know what people expect from us online anymore because everything's so random. Like, um the main the main person that kind of does all the posting and comes up with all our weird ideas is will like the singer um and every time he posts like sometimes even i'm surprised like (laughs) i didn't even know what to expect when i'm looking at that facebook page so i can't imagine what it'd be like for just like a regular sort of fan of the page 
this every day coming to Facebook and there's this new post from Wind Waker. Is it going to be like something serious about their music or is it just going to be like some shit posting thing that's going to make you laugh? Like, I don't know. It keeps people, keeps people interested for sure. It's definitely, it's definitely been something that's helped us in our career uh, to go down that route of like uh, posting dumb shit, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It just keeps people engaged. It did like, it's you know the the funniest thing about it is that uh any any like the shit posting stuff is always like at least three to four times bigger reach and engagement on facebook than serious posts like oh hey we've got new songs out we just signed with fearless <laughs> it's like it's like that gets good reactions but then you post like some dumb thing and it gets even more it's crazy yeah you post something like you know you've got uh will's head on top of like dr evil's body with some caption behind it and it's gonna get you know five times the engagement of you know we got a brand like our brand new album is out now it's it's weird yeah. how that happens but then again it's something where even though those posts are getting five times the engagement four times grams, whatever it might be it's still bringing people into the band and bringing people into the music whatever it might be because at first, they're going to come in because maybe they just like the humor. Maybe they just like the style of page, whatever it might be. But over time, you know, they're going to end up, you know, being exposed to the music one way or the other. And it's going to end up latching onto them. And especially with all the different types of songs that are on Love Languages. Because, again, out of like the 12 songs down there, it's just like no song sounds the same at all. Which we will get into, which is apt. And when I say that, I mean, I really freaking mean it. Like no song sounds like anywhere near another one which is insanity. But on top of that, I mean, I've seen when it comes to other bands, well, like literally some of the times those memes just skyrocket. And next thing you know, you know, you have a, you have a band that makes a meme about not being onto a festival and then they decide to make their own festival and they basically meme it into existence. It's happening, man. Like it's crazy how this shit works, but if you're able to just latch onto what you guys have, then you're able to really bring more people into your brand and if they're not fully into it or aware that's, you know, all about music, that's okay. They're yeah. in it. and they're going to totally. be exposed to it one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. Then they find out, they're like, oh, wait, this, this page is actually a band. Oh my God. They're releasing music. And then they check us out. So <laughs> it works out well. One of the, like the funniest things that always gets commented on, like any of our serious posts about like music or, or labels, like, people just being like, oh, wait, you guys are a band. <laughs> I've seen that's like the funniest thing because it's like, yeah, we do actually take this seriously, but we also try not to take ourselves too seriously within it. So I think that's always been the case for us, just not like taking it too seriously. We try and like, I don't know, especially like in the metal scene, like there's so many bands that do like the whole uh, like super serious, like, you know, um, sing about our problems and that kind of thing and like we still like obviously sing about our problems but we try to especially with this album we really tried to make it more of a fun experience and um write about things that were kind of uplifting as well as downers and um i think that sort of speaks to us really trying to i don't know create create a bit of an environment that's that's fun as well as serious and that's what that's what the whole shit posting is about as well just trying to keep like our audience having a good time. It's all about having a good time. Well, I mean, especially after what we went through the past two years with the COVID pandemic, we are all kind of like, okay, we're tired of this crap. We don't want to have to deal with any of the serious stuff anymore. And there's mm -hmm. so many bands out there that, 
I mean, so many great bands, but when they when they write about things, it's always very serious and very heavy topics. Architects is a huge like example of this, and they're fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but there are sometimes you know you know you want to have some fun with it. Plus, it's life. You're never gonna get out alive, so why not enjoy it a little bit? And you're seeing some, and you're starting to see a lot of bands in the scene right now where the bands that aren't taking things like way too seriously and just are having fun with it, you're seeing them really rise to the top. I mean, using Ice Nine Kills as an example, the whole horror movie gimmick for the past two albums. I mean, yeah, it's, they take their crap seriously, but yeah. <laughs> the, like those songs aren't talking about deep problems. They're basically t- talking about plots in horror movies, but they're yeah, so yeah. much fun to listen to. Electric yeah. Callboy, another great example. Uh, of just yeah. A band yeah. that's blowing up just, I mean, Come on, they made a song about a spaceman. They made a song about working out. They made a song, a perfect song of hype hype. But it's like, come on. When you bring in that that kind of fun, people are attracted to it. And they're seeing it with you guys as well. I mean, I like when I listened to Beautiful, then I watched it for the first time. I was just like, wait, huh? What? What? And then I'm just like, I'm enjoying this. Just like kind of going like this at the second listen. You're just kind of bouncing back and forth, having a good time. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's um, yeah, I freaking love it. Electric Cowboy. I don't know, like especially their videos. There's something about their videos that just makes me just freaking love that band because they do that thing. They do that thing. It's like we don't like they're taking it seriously. It's like this fine line. Like they take it serious enough to make really fucking good stuff. Like they make really good music. They make really like obviously they put super massive efforts into their music videos but then they don't take themselves seriously within it. So it's like, I don't know. That's the kind of vibe that I think we're trying to achieve as well. But then there's like super serious songs on the album as well. So um, I don't know. Like the album's like, it's got that essence of like, we're not taking it too seriously, but then at times we just drop into like, like certain songs on that, that album go quite deep lyrically and emotionally as well. So I feel like we offer quite a, quite a broad spec spectrum of of an experience i don't know oh i would have to say you absolutely do and it's kind of like you guys are taking it's like you're taking it seriously but no you're taking fun seriously like you're taking it seriously to the point where you want to have your craft be the best that it can possibly be on top of that when you want to talk about something serious you want to make sure that it's brought forward with the serious nature that you want to do it with but you'd also want to enjoy it the fact because you know Think about it. You're you're making music for a living. Like you're in a band. You're having the, yeah. you're living the dream right now. So why not have fun with it? Why not enjoy the process of it? Because when you look back on this in life, let's go say 50, 60 years from now, you're gonna look back at this time in life and you're gonna be looking and thinking about how much fun you had with this stuff, how much just wackiness and like fun this all this all was. You're not gonna be looking yeah. back with it at like this like the most serious note. You're be looking back with it with a certain fondness and a certain like, you know positive recall nostalgia for just like man remember when we released love languages and all the shit that happened with it with all the shit <laughs> yeah, posts, everything, yeah. man that was fun yeah all the freaking tour stories and like crazy things that happen i feel like that's another little inkling for like fans like when you don't take yourself too seriously you offer like a bit of a, a an insight into like how the band actually runs as well like whenever we're on tour we're never taking shit seriously we're always trying to have a good time and um as like the four of us, which is always <laughs> taking the piss, taking like, I don't know what you say in America. Like, we're just always having fun with each other, always mucking around. Like two others, always something interesting going on. Uh, so it's definitely a reflection of like us as people as well. Like we're just, 
we're we're pretty chill. <laughs> All right, now I gotta ask, what are some of the crazy things you guys have done on tour? Because I love me some crazy tour stories, and if you can get me to fall out of my chair laughing and smack my head on the table and give myself another concussion, you win. <laughs> Shit, I don't know if we'll be able to do that. We um, damn, what's like the craziest thing we've done? I don't know, like. It depends, like, who we're touring with. Like, there's always, like, the classic tour stories of, like, you know, where are we going to stay on, like, certain nights. Like, especially in Australia, because the cities are so far apart, sometimes you just head off on tour. You don't actually know where you're going to stay each night. And um, I remember one time we we were heading to Canberra and we had no idea where we were staying. We met someone during the show who, like, offered us this place. <laughs> back at their their house they were like yeah come and come and sleep here like you can crash here i've got like a bunch of mattresses and stuff and then we get there and there's like eight people there and we have no idea who they are and they're all just like smoking up and we're like <laughs> tired as fuck all we want to do is sleep and then we're like yo where, where can we sleep and they're like oh well we've got like this living room which you can all crash in and we we're like oh i thought you said you had rooms and they're like oh yeah you can just sleep here and they didn't have any mattresses or anything like that and all of us were just trying to get to sleep so we just picked like a corner in this room and our guitarist jesse <laughs> was like super drunk that night i can't remember why i think he just got drunk after the show and he ended up passing out on this coffee table which was like a really small coffee table it was like probably about the size of his torso and he just <laughs> fell asleep on this coffee table and slept on this coffee table for the whole night and like he wakes up and he's got like this fucked back and he's like man like what happened and i was like i don't know dude like did you sleep on that the whole night and he's like yeah i think so <laughs> so now he's just become like this dude that's i don't know jesse's like somehow can sleep on anything like who sleeps on a freaking coffee table <laughs> i just thought that was fucking ridiculous um and then after that same tour, we actually headed to Sydney. And uh, after the show, it was the last show of the tour and we got drunk with this band we were touring with. And um, we just decided to like fuck around that night and go go check out Sydney. And um, we had like these tour passes that we'd made up. This was like early days. So we had like these real shit looking tour passes. Like no one knew who we were. And we went into this venue and... Um, Jesse again, he's a freaking menace. He goes into his venue and this security guard stops us because we're not dressed well at all. Like we're dressed in like fucking metalcore, like shows like skinny jeans and fucking t-shirts. And um Jesse heads into this venue, which is obviously one of those clubs where like you have to be well dressed. And the security guard stops us all and kicks us all out. And Jesse's like fucked up and he's like, Do you fucking know who I am? I'm fucking in Metallica, man. Look at my fucking tour pass. <laughs> and then the security guard's like, You're not in fucking Metallica, bro. And he's like, I'm in Metallica, dude. Look at my tour pass. Look, Metallica. And he just says like Wind Waker on it. <laughs> and he fucking kicks us all out. And then we ended up at the Opera House at Sydney Harbour. And I remember like not being able to find them for a while because they'd all like run off to the opera house. And I was just like, I'm fucking tired. I really want to go to bed. And then I, I like walk up to the opera house and I come around the corner at this opera house and it's like right on the bay, the opera house. And I come around the corner and there's like three of them just standing up on the fucking like boardwalk of the opera house, right where it just dips off into the bay. And they're all just pissing. <laughs> <laughs> into the fucking harbor <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh shit 
I think that's like probably the craziest thing that a lot of them have done. I didn't, I didn't take part in that one, obviously, but a few of them did. <laughs> well, yeah, you were on the you were on the search to try and find you know where these guys were, but now nah, they're just pissing in the bay, man. That's all they're, they're just doing. pissing. They're just pissing into the bay. I don't even know if that's a good story. <laughs> I just remember it being one of those fuck things I've seen on tour. Pissing into the harbor. It's like it's it. You tell like people in Australia that, and they'd be like, "You guys are from the country, definitely." City, <laughs> city people would not be doing that. <laughs> uh shit. You guys are like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, we're just gonna have a good time doing this stuff. But that's isn't that? I mean, isn't that kind of like what going on tour? Kind of also hasn't. I mean, you're gonna be working, you're gonna be playing those shows, you're gonna have a lot to do, but. Also, you're traveling around, you're seeing so many different places and you want to experience as much as possible. So, you know, have some fun with it. Why not? Plus, who who of us hasn't done something stupid where we pissed off of something or pissed into something? I mean, we've all done that. Either it was on the side of the road or all of a sudden it's like you're at a festival or something and you have like three people blocking because all the, you know, all the porta potties are full and it's just like, hey, cover me, cover me. <laughs> it's so stupid, right? It's like, it's such a boy thing. We just like piss in random places when we need to or when we feel like we want to. I don't know. I don't oh, know what it is. Absolutely. Like I've been on road trips before and all of a sudden it's like up, uh, you know, it's it's late at night and it's like, okay, you know, someone's got to go to the bathroom. Just pull off on the side of the highway. Just kick the guy. I'm like, okay, go. Just, we're no, 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 no. We're not, we're not going and stopping over there. No, we're just going to deal with it right here. Yeah, it might be, you know, f- below freeze. Now. It might be snowing out. No, no, no. You're going out in that field, man. Yeah, get out there, take your piss. There's no toilets anywhere. You gotta go. It's <laughs> That's like hey, such man. a thing. Yeah. Hey, it's such no, a thing with tour. Time is of the essence. Like you got, like <laughs> yeah. we we gotta, like we just we, we gotta make good time. You know, we want to be at our destination. You know, maybe 15 minutes beforehand because we want to say we beat the GPS to say that it was gonna take us two and a, like you know two and a half hours more to get there. No, we want to make sure it's only two hours and 15 minutes because oh, screw man, you, yeah. Google Maps. Yeah. Yeah, well, oh, fuck, we've all been there, Dan. Especially like late at night when you just randomly decide that you're gonna drive <laughs> back home overnight. Especially like it's such a thing in Australia because like obviously the cities are so far away. Like we half the time, like you have to drive from Sydney to Melbourne overnight just to get the van back so you can save a day on the van hire fee. <laughs> and it's fucked. It's so bad. It's so like. It's so fucking dangerous. I don't know how half of the bands in Australia haven't just like fucking had car crashes. It's ridiculous. Um, I, my guess is, you know, maybe a good amount of like monster energy just mainlined to your veins. Right? Oh, They're yeah. Like, Come on, let's go. Because I, I understand <laughs> that too, where uh, and, like I go to shows all the time and it's like I will travel, you know, hour like I'll travel down to Chicago. I'll travel up to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Like, I'll travel, you know, all over the place to go see shows and. I'll still end up at my house at the end of the night because, well, I don't want to have to pay for a hotel. I want to sleep in my own bed. When I wake up, I want to be home. I don't want to have to still go home. So all of a sudden, it's like, especially when I'm doing a show down in in Chicago, it's like, okay, venues in downtown Chicago. Now I got to get on the L train to go all the way back as far north as possible because that's where (laughs) I park my car because it's the cheapest and safest, by the way. And by the time I get to my car, it's like, oh, what time is it? It's 1230 in the morning. All right. Now I still got to drive, you know, an hour and 15 minutes home. Yippee. (laughs) Man, that's fucked. That's crazy. That's I mean, that's dedication, right? You do it. You go oh, for the shows. If, if, if there's a show I want to see and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's in Chicago. 
Well, now, um, looks like I'm going to be losing <laughs> sleep that night, but if it's something that I want to go see, I'm going to go see it, man. Like, I can't yeah, help cause. it. Do you live in one of those towns that, like, there's never shows? It's so, like... this is the best way to describe, like, with where I live with, with Milwaukee, where it's, when it comes to, like, um, distance-wise, I mean, we're 90 miles north of Chicago, so I think that's, like, what, 150, 160 kilometers in distance. Yeah. So, from, so... And Chicago is the third largest city in the United States, population-wise, size, all that stuff. So when tours come around, a lot of times, like, they will go to Chicago and they will skip Milwaukee because of just the close proximity of it. Yeah, We yeah, do yeah. get shows to come to Milwaukee all the time as well, but it's just like, you know, maybe one-third of the time they come here, two-thirds of the times they'll go down to Chicago because, again, a lot more people there. I get it. I understand it. But it's just still, like, a time, like, man, okay, now it's I got to, you know, figure out how I'm getting down there, how I'm getting back. I don't want to pay for a hotel. If it's a weekday, what am I doing with work that day? What am I doing with work the next day? Like, there's yeah. a lot of idea. There's a lot of – there's a lot of playing in my head that has to happen, you know, to may- be able to make these shows. But all the planning happens – after I buy the ticket, like I just yeah. impulsively buy it because it's like, oh shoot, Bad Omens is playing. Yes, please. Oh man, I fucking love that band, dude. Bad Omens is like my jam at the moment. I've like been playing them nonstop. I can't get enough of their new album. Well, I, I was about to enough. ask, what'd you think of the new album? I'm a massive fan of Bad Omens, especially like, especially the new album. Like, I think I've had that album on repeat for the last two weeks, just nonstop. I can't get enough of it. They're probably my favorite US band at the moment. <laughs> I think. I'll say that I is think. a lot of high praise. I I, I yeah. liked the album. It wasn't my favorite album from them, but I like the heavier stuff, you know, especially the heavier yeah, side yeah, of Metal yeah. Club. Also, like their their initial album in 2016, I'm big on. It's like yep. as I look at the depth of peace, I'm like, this is the album that I wanted Amo by Bring Me the Horizon to be. That's how I looked at it. Like, this is the album that I wanted that album to be. Yeah, fair. That's a good call, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's for me it's bigger than it's bigger than ammo for sure. It's like artificial suicide is probably like the heaviest song on that album. Do you think? Oh yeah, that song slaps. I can't like fuck. I put that song on at the gym and shit. Like I can't get enough of it. <laughs> it's so good. I can't. See can't song, get enough of it, man. It just makes so- me want to like punch shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, seeing that song live was fun as hell too. Because it's like they have they turned on all the lights. They just got red flashing lights in the back, and then yeah. you see them all. They've all just got like ski masks on. And everything. <laughs> Looks <laughs> like they're about sick. to freaking like rob a bank, and all of a sudden the pit's just going crazy. You know, people are going nuts, having a good time, and then they end the set with uh by playing Dethrone, and everyone just you know, you're gonna end a set with that. People are gonna lose their shit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I can't wait for them to come to Australia. Such a sick band. Are they set to come to Australia at all this year, or have they announced anything? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen anything about them coming to Australia. I would know. I've been tracking them. <laughs> I'm like such a little fanboy for them at the moment. <laughs> They're so hey, sick. Hey, man, you might be tracking it because you never know. All of a sudden, it's like, well, they need a opener on their like headlining set through Australia, and then there's you and Wind Waker like. Hey guys! Can, oh, can you know, you know, I'll be there. Hell yeah! <laughs> no, not, not just being at a show, like you know, being like on the yeah, tour playing. package. Oh man, if we if we get to play with them, that's that's a bucket list for sure for me. I fucking love them, definitely. Say, honestly, you might be able to make it happen, man. Especially with the new album, you might be able to make it happen. 
I have to talk to my managers. <laughs> Let's make some shit happen. Pull some strings. Get them here. <laughs> and, and you never know, especially with what happened during the pandemic. I mean, we're just start like we're starting to see you know some of the bands from Australia come over to the U.S. as well. Like recently in the in April, I got to see that show with uh, Polaris and uh, Alpha Wolf. It was Alpha stuff, Wolf. It was absolutely insane. It was absolutely yeah. incredible. So it's like, and I'm starting to see you know, especially for this, you know. What would be the our summer, but your guys' winter? A lot of U.S. bands heading over to you to you guys as well for a lot of different shows. So you never know. Say, I, you can it could easily see it happen. You know, sometime in the you know later in the summer, sometime you know in, in the fall, it could or autumn, whatever it is. However, you guys look at, I don't really know what the season, <laughs> winter, spring, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, you guys call it fall, right? It's yeah, we say autumn here. Yeah, um, what was the polaris alpha show that would have been massive that oh. those two bands like they go fucking hard in australia yeah. they're probably like i'd say polaris is taking over at the moment in australia they're they're dominating hardcore and alpha was pretty close behind so that show would have been massive yeah because it was they had invent animate open up the show then it was alpha wolf Ooh. and then like moss to flames and then polaris close it out oh wow yeah that's badass. That's a good fucking lineup. <laughs> Alpha Wolf just went absolute ins- like I I really had not paid attention to much of Alpha Wolf up to that point. I've like was in the middle of the pit during the show. I'm just like they are not stopping. Like I'm looking at the crowd even like even if you're not in the pit, people are going left and right. Like there's so much movement going everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, this is nuts. I'm like I wonder what yeah. Polaris is gonna be like. And it was like I'm like this is exactly what I expected to be. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. like this. <laughs> so good. They're they're. Fuck, man, they've got it dialed. Their shows are fucking massive. In Australia, like, Polaris have started headlining festivals and stuff, so they're, like, I think now they're trying to take over the U.S. <laughs> they've got Australia. They've got, they're trying to get the U.S. now. Well, I absolutely love to see, like, you know, they're headlining festivals over in Australia, and, and the biggest reason is because when you think of Polaris, Polaris has, what, three albums out total, and that's it? Yeah. So you're seeing a band that is, you know, still rising in the scene today headlining festivals you're seeing a you're seeing new blood headlining and you're seeing mm. it happen in australia here in the u.s it's like the headliners i mean you're not seeing any headliner that started before the year that started after the year like 2000 it's the only one you're seeing that's the only two you're seeing are like you know shine down and five finger death punch if that <laughs> that's crazy yeah wow man our scenes must move completely differently because New bands definitely in Australia, Australian bands anyway, like new Australian bands, relatively new, can definitely headline a festival within like three albums, I'd say, yeah. If you're as big as Polaris, definitely. They're massive here. Huge, huge band. <laughs> well, shoot, you guys got to release this album now and then like, you know, maybe come out with two more in a couple of years and all of a sudden you're going to be the ones that are headlining festivals, co-headlining festivals with Polaris or with, uh, you throw Patient 67 in there as well because you never know, might happen with them too. All of a sudden I'm going to see Wind Waker and Patient 67 headlining a festival in Australia. I'm going to be like, okay, um, how the hell am I getting down there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to catch up. We got it. That's why I'm like, man, I just want this album to come out. Like, we've been sitting on this album for, yeah, we finished writing this album this time last year, I think, a bit earlier. So, like, we've been sitting on it for ages, and I've just been like, man, like, I want this album to come out already. <laughs> so then, like, because we're already writing our second one, like, we had our first proper writing week uh, last week, and we, fully started 
our second album. So like we're as a band, we're like, this album needs to come out because we're moving on. <laughs> like we still got to tour it. We still got to do everything for this one album. And we've already started on the second one. So it's like, yeah, really need this album to come out. <laughs> And I would assume that everything that happened with the pandemic as well is really kind of what pushed this further and further back as, you know, you've oh, yeah. been on this for a year. Yeah. Yeah, man. We lost two, like everyone lost two years. So the, the album was supposed to come out because we, we got that I Prevail Motionless in White tour uh, back in 2019 or at the start of 2020. It was supposed to happen in 2020. It was I Prevail Motionless in White. It's happening this year still, thank God. But yeah supposed to happen 2020 and um the original plan for us was we we hit that we were gonna hit that tour with an album so we started writing that album at the start of 2020 and we were initially going to have it done mid 2020 run into hyperbow motionless and white tour and then you know the sky's the limit but then COVID happened and we just got fucking wrecked so <laughs> yeah we lost a lot of time I think that's why there's like extra, all of us are just extra on edge of like this album just needs to come out and it's just got to get out because we've been waiting for so long to actually release a proper album. Cause yeah, two years is a long time to wait, even though like it ended up working out really well for us because we spent a lot more time writing the album. So I don't think the album would be what it is today without COVID happening. So it's kind of like this, I always say it's like this weird sort of silver lining within COVID that we got to write this huge album. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the album was if COVID didn't happen. It'd be a completely different world. But I'm definitely stoked with how it came out. I think we needed we needed all that time for it to really be a huge debut. So it's exciting. And also work with Fearless Records at the same point as well. It might have not have happened had, you know, yeah. like, that. like there's the, all the silver exactly. linings are happening here. Exactly. Like you never know what could happen. So it's all, it's all, it's all worked out well so far. It's just, we lost two years and we're all two years older. <laughs> so like all of us are like, man, we got to catch up. We're going to like get moving because we're going to fucking, we're going to be turning 30 soon. Oh God, not 30. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn 30 <laughs> in a couple of years. I'm just like, <laughs> maybe not i still like jumping in mosh pits all day every day so yeah, yeah. i want to be the old guy in the pit ah! that's it right i still like i still jump in mosh pits every now and then when it's like a band that i absolutely love throwing down to but man i'm getting i got kicked in the head last time and i was like oh. man, i think i'm getting too old for this <laughs> So I got i got put on the ground and i got kicked in the head on my birthday at a show and it was just like <laughs> I don't really care much for my birthday, but after getting kicked in the head, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is like, I'm not sure if I want to do this again. Yeah. Literally went to a show again the next night, got into a pit again, had fun. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm set. I'm ready to go. But I do notice that it's like, you know, there are bands like I'll go, like I'll go as insane as I possibly can. But I always have that little bit of an extra oomph for yeah. bands that I really, really like, or I'm like really into. It's like, I always have a little bit of that extra oomph. So if I get to see Ice Nine Kills, most of my way, because I saw the Trinity of Terror tour twice, like when both those bands were on, Oof. it just kicked in. I was, yeah. the last two times I saw my favorite band, I was sick the morning of the show. Yeah. I didn't think I was gonna be able to make it. Like I could hardly cr walk, crawl out of bed. That's how yeah. like, <laughs> sick I was. End up making it to both of those shows. End up going as crazy as possible in pit, just like super energy. It was like, "Hello, superpowers! I'm back." 
Like, <laughs> I wouldn't do that for any other band, but it's like, holy shit, like, if you get a band you love, there's just this certain energy around it where you're like, I must do this. Yeah, there's something that just switches on, right? You just can't, you can't not go in there. It's impossible. I don't know. Do you fuck with Make Them Suffer? Yes. Yeah, that they're like, I fucking love that band. And whenever they play live, I can't help myself. I can't. Like, I just, there's something about their songs where I'm just like, I need to go in the pit. I can't. There's nothing I can do right now to stop myself from going in the pit. And then I just fucking run in the pit. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking going crazy. I can't help it. It's so like, this, it's it's a thing like that's what I love about metal music is like it just there's it it ignites things in people that that just allows them to just fucking release sometimes and just let let loose and have a good time and I think like getting to play it is awesome because I get to see both worlds because I'm like man I do that too <laughs> when I'm like on stage I see someone just going crazy I'm like man I know I know what you're going through right now <laughs> I love that do more. <laughs> More, more, more. It makes me go more crazy on stage too, like when I see people go fucking crazy in the pit. So it's like this weird relationship that you have with an audience where like they see you going nuts and they're going nuts and then uh-huh. you see them going nuts and you're going nuts. It's so good. And we just feed off that energy and then crazy things happen. It's just like, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it anymore. It's like you just described it perfectly where it's like you see crazy things happen. Everyone just gets amped up about it. And I'm thinking like I haven't had a chance to see Make Them Suffer because I literally found out about Make Them Suffer with the first week of the pandemic because that's when they released the first single off of uh, House of a Funeral with Erase Me. I'm yeah. like, okay, let's check yeah. this song out. Right from the get-go, I was just like, what the? What <laughs> yeah, did I miss yeah. out on? What the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, it translates live so crazy. Like Sean, their singer, is fucking there's something about him that's just like it's like he's a different person on stage he just turns into this fucking like his eyes just go so crazy and you just like he owns he owns the crowd as soon as he comes on stage it's so it's so good to watch fucking awesome it's kind of like watching like august burns red performing you get jake to come out on stage like there's just a look in his eyes he's performing all of a sudden the last time i saw them perform the uh the fire the fire alarm in the building went off because of their smoke machines and all of a sudden like the look in his eyes went from like just like sheer locked in just like energy just like complete animalistic tendencies to all of a sudden just like all right what's going on everybody why why, why is why why are we hearing the you know the again oh it's our smoke machines all right let's get this fixed we'll take a five minute break we'll be right back here it's just like well that was different (laughs) that's so cool eh? they just switch it on and off it's so good yeah yeah, Will, our vocalist, does that too. He's fucking, he's so funny because he's usually pretty quiet and then as soon as he jumps on stage, he's just commanding presence. I guess you got to be able to do that as a, as a front man. you got to be able to do it. It's like a certain point in your band's career where you just have to sort of develop that uh, confidence and command of a crowd. Otherwise, I don't know, man. Like, I, I especially like, I don't know when you guys got gigs back, but we only got gigs back like, started this year end of last year and um i've been going to like a lot more recently because i just i think because i've missed out on so many so i've been seeing like another a lot of new bands play and like it's so fun like going to like smaller shows and just watching new bands play because it's like you get to sort of relive where you used to be and you're like oh yeah i remember this 
I remember doing this and it made me realize how much crowds can sense fear in bands when they're on stage. <laughs> There's just like, if, you, if the band gets up on stage and you can sense their fear, the crowd knows. And there's just like, there's this in, immediately there's like some sort of wall between you two that you have to be able to break. And I always just think like, <clears throat> it's like once the front man develops that, that confidence and command of a crowd, that wall just goes and they've, they've got the crowd like that. It's such a thing. It's such a thing that they that people develop as they go through as a as a as a band in their careers. Oh, absolutely. I've been thinking about some like the smaller shows I saw because we had shows pretty much like I would say the like the return of them here in the U.S. was I would say that happened around oh God uh, July of 2021 because I had seen a couple of very smaller shows leading up to it, but like in July of 2021, we had our first big festival happen. And it happened and I was able to go to it. So I was like, okay, I get to see how it's all going to play out. But like yeah. seeing some of the smaller shows, you know, between that, like, you know, leading up, you know, get after that, just, you know, the smaller venues, seeing some of the bands that are just getting back out there and just like that ha- are just trying to get back to that growth stage. Once again, we could, like even in the, in the crowd, you could tell that they were nervous. You could tell that they were just like, they had a little bit of fear in them just because, you know, you you didn't get to play for over a year because of the pandemic. Yeah. You weren't sure if this yeah. was going to happen. Now it's happening again. And yeah, we know the nerves are coming at you. It's we're, we're going to try and help you out a little bit. But if there's going to if there's going to be that awkwardness, you know, the crowd's just not going to be as engaged. There was one show I went to at the beginning of March at a very small venue. And it was like I got there. The set, the first band that went on, it was like. The, 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 uh, I remember the front man, he had this overconfidence and that was also a bad thing too, because now <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, like, you look yeah. like it's, he expected everyone to know the songs. It's like, but yeah, I, everyone's kind of here for like the last two bands. So I don't really know what's going on with you, dude. Second <laughs> band goes on. They're just having a fun time. Like they're just having a fun time on stage. So it's like, okay, people that didn't know him like myself enjoyed it. Absolutely yeah. did. Yeah. So, uh, second last band goes on. They were a little bit playing a little tight because it was their first show, pretty much like back, like first second show back overall. So it's like, okay, we get it. They still sounded good. Then their guitarist jumped in the mosh pit with us in the last song. So it's like, okay, now we're set. Headliner goes on, and I mean, they were flying because I got this because this is like their first. This is their first show of their headlining tour. Yeah. I'd seen them in their first show returning from the pandemic. And the energy they had was there. People were jumping on stage, doing stage dives, everything. The pit was nuts. I'm like, now that's how you command a crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's so, it's so obvious when you see it. Like the difference between, I think it's just experience, really. Like obviously, like there's growth and you get more fans, so like that helps too. But yes, yeah, like the more gigs you play, the more you sort of understand how to how to navigate crowds. Especially like, it's like when you when you see bands opening. And there's like two people <laughs> and you're like, it's all right, man. We've been there. Everyone's been there. You just fucking get on with it and have a good time. Cause you never know who those two people are. They might spread the word for you. Yeah. It's and um, sometimes that's just the character building side of things. It's you got to go yeah. through those days because everyone's gone through those days. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's gone through that time where just no one gives a fuck about you. No one has any idea who you are and they couldn't give a shit, <laughs> but still, the good part about it is generally like nine times out of 10, regardless, whoever's there is usually really supportive. That's what I love about the metal scene as well. It's just like, it's full of people who are always supportive of music and and they're always there just to have a good time. So when there's a new band playing, even if like crowds can smell fear, of course there's going to be like that distance between the band and the crowd. But most of the time the crowd's still there trying to like give them something and, 
give them a bit of support and push them to to have a good time as well <laughs> yeah it's like, we, like they want it they want to have a good time so yeah it's like we know sometimes you know with those opener bands it's like you know people aren't necessarily coming to see them and it's like you know what if we're gonna be there if we want to see a show like we're gonna try and give you what we can give you and we're gonna try and give you some of that energy and have some fun and as long as you're up on stage having fun and you sound good i mean we're gonna enjoy it and when we think about it we're gonna think about it in a positive way and when we talk about the show, we're going to relay your portion of the show in a positive manner. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. It's that's, so cool. That's the rock and metal community. For, I do want to jump back to one thing that you did say. So that tour that you guys had scheduled in 2020 with Moshe's White and I forget, you said that is happening this year, correct? Yeah, it's still happening. Thank gosh. Because like that was the biggest tour that we had ever when we first got offered it. So like when COVID happened, we were like, oh shit, we don't get to do that tour. That's like, that sucks. Especially because it's like, I prevail emotionless and white as well. Like I fucking love both those bands. So I'm so excited to just like watch them. Um, but yeah, it got rescheduled to this year. It's happening around the same time at the end of June. So, and they, they added, I think they added a couple extra shows in each city as well. And it's been selling, I think most of it's sold out at this point. So it's going to be fucking massive. Um, and it's the like we started this year. We played a festival and then we did our headline tour, which had a bunch of problems with COVID and also weather because there's been a bunch of flooding in Australia as well. So we only got to play two of the shows on our headline tour, which sucked. Um, and now we've got this little gap, and then our next show is back at the I Prevail shows. So and then from then on, it's I Prevail, and then we've got like the rest of the tour. I'm pretty sure the rest of the year we're we're pretty much touring. For the rest of the year so it's like the perfect way to start off the rest of our touring schedule i'm so excited it's gonna be massive well the, i did want to ask you just to reiterate and make sure that the tour was happening because i did have a thought around it as well but the first thing is is you know thank god it's still happening but the yeah. second thing is is you know you know it's kind of the waiting thing that you said it's like you know take a look at the silver line of it like you wanted to have this album ready for this like to go on this tour back in 2020 but now it's happening in 2022. Yeah, you had to wait two years. Yeah, everything sucked around there. But think about this. Think about this with the silver lining where, you know, especially with Australia, you guys just had shows come back, you know, end of 2021, beginning of 2022. So people are hungry, starving for this stuff. Not that, but hungry and starving for their favorite bands from other countries to come to Australia and tour there. Now you're taking a look at the bands that you're touring with. Motionless and white. I mean, Take a look at what's already happened with them this year. They're on the trendy of territory right now with Black Veil Brides and Ice Nine Kills, and that's become a huge success. On top of that, they're going to be releasing their new album in June, and the two singles they've already released off of that with Cyber Hex and Masterpiece. Masterpiece, like, that's just going crazy right now over here, especially on, on rock radio where they're playing just, like, everything but rock. Like, but everything that rocks. Like, nothing but rock. So, here's, you know, uh, here here's... Uh, it's like, here's ACDC once again, or here's Led Zeppelin. They're playing <laughs> yeah, Motionless yeah. and White on these. So most of so need a lot more traction behind there. Using I Prevail as an example as well. I Prevail, since the pan ever since the pandemic, they have played one show in the U.S. so far. One. That's crazy. That's it. So this is going to be their return to the live stage. Wow. It's going to be with you guys. Yeah. And you guys have a new album to come out there. That and I prevail is, you know, 
try is kind of starting to get towards that like size wise where they can easily command you know five six thousand cap rooms by themselves now add Moses and white on there add you guys on there you are set up for one hell of a tour and oh, yeah. to connect with so many people and to connect with so many music hungry fans that are so happy to see these bands back on tour again you have one hell of an opportunity and with this album that you guys have coming out with the variety that you guys bring on here, there is so much you could possibly do with this. There's so many people you can't because the opportunity is right in your hands and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. Everything you just said is so true. And that's like, <clears throat> that's the sort of attitude that we've got going into it. We're like, we've got this massive opportunity now to really uh, make a huge mark on the back of these two huge bands. So like, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be like, we have to stay focused during the whole thing. And then I'm also going to be having a massive fangirl moment with these two bands. So it's like, there's nothing bad about any of any of it. It's going to be such an experience. And um, <clears throat> we already know that everyone in Australia loves those two bands as well. So, which is obvious because like all the shows are freaking selling out. So it's going to be, and we're playing like, you know, I think it, they are like, they're like 5,000 cap venues. So they're going to be fucking big shows. This <laughs> is very exciting. <laughs> I can't wait. So you guys are going to be, yeah, like looking from your perspective, like you're going to have to be, you know, as focused in on this, but also enjoy it to the max. So like playing those shows, you're going to be super focused in all of a sudden, next thing you know, Motion White's going to go on on stage. They're going to end with Eternally Yours and you're going to be in the crowd waiting for Chris to throw you a rose like, Chris, Chris, over <laughs> here, over here. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "What the hell, man? I just saw you backstage." <laughs> it's like you're like, "I want a rose too, though." <laughs> <laughs> Give me a fucking rose. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And like, <clears throat> I watched like all their hyperbell motion, this and white. Like, you see their live shows on YouTube and stuff, and they bring it like motionless and white. Always bring like massive props and shit. Like, they're it's like a theatrical experience watching those bands. So, <sighs> so much to look forward to. Let's say one of the interesting things like with the Trinity of Terror tour with Motionless and White is like they haven't had that many props like either uh -huh. any of the three bands, even Ice Nine Kills haven't had that many props. So yeah. it's kind of you're literally looking more on just like the energy that those bands bring from the stage and everything around there. And both times I saw that show Motionless and White, the energy that they brought was intense. Yeah, like it was nuts. It came to a point in time where for the last show that I saw the second show I saw them at. They ended with, uh, they, they did Another Life and they had uh, the cover of Somebody Told Me By The Killers and they ended with Eternally Yours. During Another Life, we saw that there was another pit on the other side of the state, on this side, and we're like, holy no shit. Way. So all of a sudden, Somebody Told Me comes on and we're like, we're rushing that side. Like, we're, we're just going to try and connect them. We had a pit that was like the width of the floor of the venue, maybe about like in, like in the middle, like in the middle, like fourth of it. And the pit had to have had about maybe 100, 125 people in it. Wow. For two straight songs going absolutely ape crazy. It was just like, That's now so that sick. is the energy you need to bring. Yeah, definitely. Did you go in the pit both times? Oh, of course. At the shows? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Back-to-back yeah, back days. Yeah, back-to-back. Back. <laughs> Shit, you would have been sore after that. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, pretty much. I was like the guy in SpongeBob that constantly yells out, "My leg!" That was me on the next, on that month. <laughs> I was leg. just like, "My leg!" I <laughs> uh, love that. That's so good. Wait, wait. So, did they play? How's that tour working? They playing like multiple shows in the same city, or are they? Did you no, go to like so two different cities? 
it was two different cities. I went down to Chicago on Saturday and then I went north from where I live about maybe an hour and 15 minutes for the Sunday show. Cause yeah. it just, I was like, you know, I'm literally right in the middle of it. And if I get a chance <laughs> to see them both, I get it. I'm going to see them both. So they're bouncing yeah. around to cities, but like, like I said earlier, if I want to, if there's a show and I have to travel to it and I want to see it by God, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And like, what a lineup too, man. I've always like, Iceland kills have been on my bucket list since fuck i don't even know since i was a teenager <laughs> i love that band too so damn that's a good tour america gets the best tours man <laughs> you guys suck <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm not gonna you know complain about that because i've been to i think it's been like 14 or 15 live shows already so far this year wow. so i'm just gonna keep it rolling <laughs> Yeah, do it. That's fucking awesome. I'm jealous. No, enough with how about this. Enough with me talking about live shows and let's talk about live shows. But like, what about the album? Because that was like the major oh, yeah, reason, right. and it's been like 50 <laughs> minutes, and we're just having a kick-ass time here. But I also want to talk about the album so people get to know about this album because yeah. I even put it this way, like, because I always create a preview sheet for this for this stuff. I've got 23 pages of notes on this album, and I was like trying to figure out like how do I describe the style of this album? Like, what could it really be? Like, is it like Metal core, easy core, there's techno core. Like, shit, I don't even know. I really wrote this band really doesn't have a genre already. This is something completely new where all of a sudden, like, the first album I get to hear, like, there is you, there is no genre here. There's so <laughs> many different things happening. You cannot put this band into a box, into a genre at all. Subgenre, no, nothing. It's their own thing. Like, this is yeah. nuts. What would you call it? What was it? Did it? You got 23 pages of notes on this album. That's crazy. What would you, did you write like a few different like ideas of what you might call the album? What, like what I would classify it as? Yeah. yeah Wind Waker. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything yeah, else right. but just Wind Waker. Like there is, yeah. like the way that, the way that Will's voice just kind of like, you know, works within everything kind of really yeah. is what has that core feel to it. I kind of think of it as like, you know, if you go through Bring Me the Horizons discography, it's that scratchiness in Ollie's vocals that connects every piece of it. It's mm. like the it's like there's something in Will's vocals that does the same thing. So like you listen to the songs, you 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 can tell you can have a feel you feel like, you know, there is Wind Waker in these songs, but it's just like yeah. trying to put this like I can't put this into any genre, man. I can't nah. do it. It is impossible. Yeah, we're I think you're right though. Will's vo- Will's vocals is what ties the whole thing together. Like I think his vocal performance across the whole album is so impressive and so diverse. And I think we really wanted to let ourselves, we didn't really want to, uh, what would you call it? Limit ourselves with where we were going to go with, with it in terms of genre. Um, mainly because we had so many ideas coming into the album um, that were awesome and we wanted to explore all of them. Uh, so when it actually came to piecing together the songs and, and piecing together the track listing, um, it was kind of like, okay, how do we make this cohesive while also allowing it to be chaotic? And when Will was the one that came up with the, the album name love language. And when he said that to us, we were like, that kind of is a great representation of, of the whole, everything to do with the album, because, it, the album goes between uh, like such a broad spectrum of like chaos to to calmness and it was such a good representation of us during the time of writing the album as well because all of us were going through something specific within our own personal lives to do with our 
like to do with love, to do with something like whether it was like relationship, whether it was family, whether it was just friends, like all of us were having experiences at the time of writing the album that sort of bled into the music. And so when Will was like, I really want to call it love language, we were just like, that's the perfect name for it because it's it just like love in general covers such a broad spectrum of emotion. And we feel like this album covers the same kind of spectrum. It just goes from like super dark chaos to like super sweet high melodic stuff to crazy riffage to like, like there's even just like rock stuff in there. I don't know. It's, it goes all over the place, but at the same time, when we actually made the track listing, we just felt once the track listing was finalized and we played it through for the first time, we were like, damn, it's crazy, but it flows. There's something about it that just like flows together really well. That might be the perfect way to describe it. And also like why calling it love language is like, holy crap, or love language. I want to get that right. Love language. I keep saying love language is my bad. Love language. Same thing. <laughs> but like what you're talking about too, is just like, I mean, opening up with beautiful. It's like just from the start of it, like you're talking about chaos. Just yeah. hearing the intro of that, because right when I first heard it, because that was the first song I heard from you guys, I'm like, okay, first thing I'm listening to this, I'm watching the video too, seeing a bunch of like the, like the up your like J-pop kind of influence there, electronic. I'm like, are they doing kind of like what, like Bring Me the Horizon with that Kingslayer track with Babe Metal? Like, <laughs> but like, how is this going to work? It sounds completely different than that, but like using like those like electronic J-pop influence putting there, like there is so much chaos going around there. Then closing out and all of a sudden hearing Will just have this like heavy melodic, like unclean vocal <clears throat> yeah. over you guys going even like heavier on the back end. And melodic is like, Okay, that there's chaos, and then all of a sudden now it just drops to this. Then yeah. even go looking at the tracks as well, like Nighthawk, it's like, okay, it's got more of that like pop rock kind of feel to it. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, let's see what's gonna happen next. Dopamine freestyle. And I'm just thinking, how do you guys go from like really kind of like <laughs> pop rocky to all of a sudden this just went heavy? It kind of hurt my face with how heavy it went, because it reminded me of like Going all like Dropout Kings, Fever 333, Metal Corn, Electronic Distortion over a heavy backing and like yeah. unclean raps in there. So I'm like, how the fuck do we go from like this pop rock kind of thing to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it, it the <coughs> Dopamine is, what would I say? Probably my second favorite track on the album. I reckon that, I reckon that song's gonna blow up because we've been playing it live recently. We've been opening with it. Oh God! Everyone, everyone's just like, "What is this track? What is going on? Like, tell me what this track is." What are like, and anyone that I've actually played the song to, they're like, "That's fucking insane." Um, and I love it because it's it's short and sweet. It's heavy as fuck. There's crazy vocals going on, and it translates live so well like i didn't i didn't realize how well it would translate live but it fucking like people don't even know the song and they start throwing down to it straight away um so that song gets me so excited i'm, I'm glad you brought that up did you is that like for you is that like one of the highlight parts of the album or are you like more into like the heavier stuff yeah so like when i heard dopamine freestyle and just seeing how that was all put together 
like, I mean, at the end of my little synopsis for that, because I put together, like, analysis in my, like, how I would go through for every single thing so I can get to understand the song better, like, try yeah. to understand the meaning of the song, how the instrumentals and the vocals flow all together, then put it as yeah. an overall, like, I put this one, like, damn, this is one well-done oddball of a song, because it just, <laughs> it, like, going through the tracks, like, it just, like, it makes no, going from, like, from Nighthawk, this, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's not fucking just, sense. How it blew my mind with the fact that I'm like, okay, you're bringing like metalcore, you're also bringing like what I would expect from like Dropout Kings and Fever 333 and a heavier bet, unclean raps. Like, there's so much heaviness going on here, but it's a mm. rush at the same time as well. So that's why I think it translates great as a live track because, yes, it's heavy. So, you know, especially if you're using, you know, the tour with Most White I Prevail as an example, opening with this, you know, those fans, they're going to be like, listen, it's like, they're going to have that heaviness there. It's like, okay, now they're going to want to throw down Mosh, but then you have that yeah. energy that's behind it that's just, like, even crazier and just adds so much more to people wanting to move around. And it's like, even if you have never heard this track before, you open with this, people just kind of are going to look and be like, um, this band is opening? How have we not heard about them before? Okay, yeah. let's see what yeah. the hell the else is going on here because this yeah. is sick. Yeah, it's got that like shock value to it, doesn't it? And it's such a hype track. Like, it just gets you hyped up. I can't, every time I listen to it, I'm like, this fucking, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely, I fucking love that. I love that track. I think um, we brought it in at that specific point because obviously we opened up Beautiful. It was, it's chaotic, but it's still like, I still think it's listener friendly. It's like, it's a, and I also think it's a good representation of the whole album because Beautiful kind of covers quite a broad spectrum of sound and genre. And uh, it's kind of like, this is what the album's going to be. You, you, you don't know what to expect, but it's going to be fun. You're going to have a good time. Um, there's going to be these sort of vocals. There's going to be these sort of vocals. And then, uh, and then it drops into Lucy, um, which is another one in the singles. So, like, obviously you get your singles, a few of the singles out of the way at the start of the album. And then uh, Nighthawk's like that fun, like sort of dancey track, still keeping that fast vibe going. And then it just felt right. We were just like, okay, let's put dopamine in here because this is where we sort of need to obviously keep like, because nowadays you listen to an album, most people have way short, way shorter uh, attention spans nowadays. So like when you listen to an album, you gotta, you gotta somehow manage a listener's perception of what is interesting and keep them interested. So we've dropped dopamine in there. Cause it was like, it's got that shock value. It's still hype as fuck, but it also introduces a new sound um, and something interesting that, that I don't know when you're listening to it, you just be like, damn, was not expecting that, but sick. <laughs> It's like dropping at that point, it creates chaos into the whole entire album run through when you go for it from top to bottom. Because again, yeah, like you said, using Beautiful, it kind of, Beautiful is kind of like the like the a perfect track to start out the album with just because it shows the range that this album can go from. Because again, you have some of, you know, sometimes you have a little bit of slower parts in there. The chorus kind of can slow up at times. You have the faster paced up there with some of the bursts and you bring in more of the J-pop and at the end, heavy melodic. It's like, okay, where are you coming from here? But after you get through Nighthawk, it's like, okay, you know, you're kind of starting to create a little bit of a certain vibe with it. And yeah, yeah. you don't, and from your perspective, it's like, you don't want to have this set expectation. It's like, okay, the rest of the album's going to kind of flow like this and have some, no, it's like, you're literally dropping chaos into there. You're like the freaking Joker on this album. It's like, you introduce a little chaos. 
chaos. <laughs> and boom, chaos. here's dopamine freestyle. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, uh, especially because a lot of our listeners are heavy listeners, especially in Australia, I, f- I feel like there's there's heavy in those first three songs, but there's not like what a heavy listener would be expecting. And so, you know, we have a, we still have a responsibility to our heavy listeners to deliver heavy stuff. So we, um, I feel like if I was a heavy listener listening to that album and I got to track four and there wasn't something like dopamine happening, I'd be, I'd be getting a little worried. <laughs> so dopamine's also like that reassurance of like, don't worry, we got some heavy shit going on. And the best part about it is like, it's not the heaviest track on the album. So like, there's still more exciting things happening later on. And my favorite part about it is that where we didn't release as a single any of the heavy, the heavier tracks. Oh, we just released Superstitious as a single, Superstitious Fantasy, which is still it's heavy, but it's not like the heaviest track on the album. So we've got a lot of people being like, you guys aren't doing heavy anymore, you guys aren't going heavy, what's going on? Like blah blah blah. blah. And all I can say to that is just like, you're not ready. <laughs> you're not ready for it <laughs> yeah because i can see where you're coming from too where some of the head fans are like oh why is it heavy why are you say anything heavy in the singles well maybe you just surprised the hell out of you you never know and yeah. really superstitious fantasy the single like it does open up the idea that you know these songs can be heavy of course you have at the end of beautiful as well but some of the other singles you've released really don't have that same heavy feel but then of course yeah you're gonna end up throwing in something like you know dopamine freestyle throwing trenches as well it's just like people are gonna be listening and be like they're done still heavy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> man trenches is fucking that's that's gonna throw some people as well i think that's heavy as fuck. have you been playing that one live as well nah not yet not yet that's not probably yet. the hardest song actually jesse would disagree with you Jesse, our guitarist, would disagree with me on this. But for me, that's the hardest song on bass, on the album. Anyway, the riffage is fucking difficult. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's heavy as fuck, that song. Jesse wrote that song. He wrote, like, the spine of that song, like, all the riffs and stuff. Uh, I think something had happened Something had happened to him where he was just, like, he had this whole week where he was just pissed off at everything just super angry and then he came to us and he was like yo i wrote this song what can we do with it and then we played it and we we're like jesus christ what happened to you <laughs> that's fucking crazy and then will just fucking went crazy with the vocals too like i think that's the heaviest vocals he's ever recorded yeah because like even like i'm looking at my just like my notes is like because even open up kind of like the chords of the vocals like he will just come in and start out like those heavier and even like snarlier unclean vocals to create an uneasiness and like this just heaviness from a vocal yeah. standpoint, I started the album, but in the second half, like they're a little bit higher pitched, but it's even more of like a sinister clean style. Like, it gives feeling like you know, whatever anger it is, like if you know, if like or you know, say we're you know doing things, we're not facing those consequences to our actions, which I kind of think where the song was kind of coming from, especially from if Jesse was one right, it's like heavy, like maybe that's what was coming from. Maybe you know, people that he was dealing with all of a sudden were doing stuff and then have the proper consequences come back at them. He's like. Well, they're gonna get them now. And boom, yeah, here yeah, we come. And yeah, it's like just yeah. kind of that little like cleaner, more snarl, sinister, high pitched style. Like it shows just so much range right from there. But opening up just like that heavier style, the snarlier, unclean vocals, like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. this is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it and it's and it's like in terms of the track listing, it's still broken up. Like that 
there's still like a break between dopamine and that song, which I think would be the two heaviest songs on the album. So uh, from like a listing perspective, it's still got like, it's not like assaulting. <laughs> it's just satisfying. No, oh, absolutely. Because even like before on the track, you have glow right before that one too. And just kind of the way that that one flows into it. Because again, I'm taking a look at my notes and like and what it reminded me of was like, is you guys really combine the band Varsity with 2022 Bad Omens in a one song. And yeah. you, like it kept making all these like different styles and mixes work to your advantage on this one. It was like kind of bringing like some like softer R&B inspired vocal patterns that remind me of Varsity with a lot of electronic distortion that Bad Omens use on the Death of Peace of Mind album. So there's a lot going on in that one as well, which does bring kind of like this high energy hard rock sound in the chorus when more vocal for Will to show power breaking through opposition. But honestly, the way you incorporate some of those metalcore roots and you like going to the heavier vocals to really show an understanding of the world than like towards like other people that, you know, kind of hating on you at the same time too. kind of like, look at us now kind of think like we did mm. it while not betraying yeah. the electronic flow from earlier on the song. Like the construction you guys did on glow is wild. It's, yeah. it's wild. It makes sense for the album because the album construction is wild in itself as well. But the yeah. crazy part about it is, is it the best way to put it? It's wild, but it makes so much sense like yeah. everything is cohesive it's it's, yeah. it's organized chaos at this point yeah that's that's kind of like what fearless was saying to us when they first heard the album they're like this it's utter chaos but it's cohesive and i think that's probably like the best compliment that we can receive about it because it's difficult to write something that is chaotic uh and genre bending because sometimes it just doesn't work together in a whole as a whole thing and um we're very we're very happy to hear that from people because we've been hearing that a lot that it is cohesive and um it's such a good thing to hear because it's like obviously it's fucking scary dropping something that is quite chaotic so um to get that sort of feedback is is really good and um i think that's what we wanted that's like exactly what we wanted to to sort of hear when we wrote it because we were like you know this is a crazy it's a crazy album it's fucking it goes all over the place we think we felt as writers that it was cohesive but obviously it had to pass and still has still has to pass the test with with people so so far so good <laughs> so, so far so good one thing that i think some people might be a little bit like more hesitant on is just the fact that it is so chaotic where a lot of times there are people that just like you know they like to put bands in like in certain I like in sounds and music and valves in boxes. It's like they want to have that yeah. organization there because it makes sense to them. But every band and all those great bands, they achieve to either become like genreless and be able to bend genres and don't have a specific genre tied to them, or create something all their own and do like the cap like the top tier of like that specific like Metallica and thrash metal. It's like you know that's that's the quintessential right there bring me the horizon it's like you can't put bring me the horizon in a box all it's like what is bring me the horizon bring me whatever the fuck they want to be at this point yeah, they're exactly. gonna do it exactly so with, with this album it's like you guys are basically showing the world right now we're gonna be whatever the hell we want to be and we're just gonna roll with it and it does have the cohesive flow to it which is why it makes sense so for some people it might be you know standoffish but it gives you guys so much range and gives you guys so much power to reach not only as many different people as you want, but when you guys are working that second album, 
you guys are already having the freedom to go anywhere you want. You're not yeah. tied to a, a like any sort of specific genre because you experience success in that specific sound. No, you guys are open to whatever the hell comes your way, whatever the hell you want to do. And that's the beauty behind this album because it is so cohesively put together in that chaos that it allows you guys to continue to do whatever you want to do with your music and have no restrictions behind it and no expectations of restrictions behind it. Yeah, that's such a good, that's, I couldn't have said it better. That's such a good summary of, of how we're feeling about it as well, especially because we just came off our first writing week of the second album and we had conversations very similar to this of just like, you know, we really can go wherever we want, which is great. Obviously, we're going to wait till everyone's heard the album. We're going to wait to see what people liked off it, what they might not have liked, um, and sort of go from there. But at the end of the day, we're always just trying to write uh, from a place of honesty and where we're at in the present moment and what what is inspiring us at that time. So it's 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 interesting to try and find a balance of like you know we're still trying. We're always we always have our fans uh, in mind when we are writing and. Um, we're always thinking of like how things might be perceived, but at the same time, we don't let that limit us. And we're just trying to trying to just get out what we are enjoying writing at the time. So even like some of the stuff that we're writing at the moment is like very like left of field of what, of what you might expect us to go uh, to from this album. But at the same time, it's difficult to have an expectation of where we would be going from this album as well. So I think, yeah, everything you just said is, pretty much the perfect summary definitely oh well, I'm, I'm i'm glad you think it that way because i'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the way it is on top of that it allows you guys also to go on and work with as many other bands and go work on different tours as well because you guys are able to curate your sound and curate a set list for that certain audience like when you're out with motions of white and i prevail yeah opening with dopamine freestyle yeah that's gonna be one hell of a move to make and it fits the crowd now if you're opening for you know or going out on the road with a different band maybe that's not the way to start out the show maybe it's a different maybe opening with beautiful is the proper way to start out the show just given the style of it hey you guys have the ability to make that happen you guys the ability to work within that and it give, it not only makes you guys more versatile, more agile when it comes to, you know, working on the five of these things, but also more valuable to the point where, especially bands coming over to Australia and doing big tours, and you need a band to have on, boom, Wind Waker. It's, you're heavy, you're lighter, you're in the middle, doesn't matter. They're going to have a set list. <laughs> they're going to be able to construct a set list for it so that they're going to sound fantastic and it's going to lead into the next set. Or if you guys are headlining, just take over with it, whatever. Yeah, it might that's be. it. Hundred percent. Yeah, can can go down any route we want. Really, it's like it's so true. It depends, like who we're playing with. We we always it's it's such a thing for us. We curate our set lists like to to the shows that we're playing. So um, yeah, it's great. We have like a very diverse arsenal of of uh, of songs. Our tool belt is we're like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Adapt to the situation. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck it, eh? yeah, you're like Batman with <laughs> utility about bear grills, improvise, adapt, overcome, and I'm trying to think of something else that adapts to so it's everything like uh like chameleon all in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Hopefully, um that also means that we we still have a unique style about us that makes us recognizable. I think that's one thing that we're probably a little bit um interested to see what happens. 
because like obviously like bands you know you hear something you go oh that's a very char- characteristic thing of, of this band and um i'm just hoping that we have things that make us recognizable as well on the album which i think we do but you know you never know you never know how things are yeah. going to get well, again, I'm going to bring up Bring Me the Horizon as the example where it's like you listen to different, you listen to different Bring Me the Horizon. Like if I showed a friend, you know, something off of Amo versus something off of Suicide, it's like, wait, that's the same thing. But mm. also it's like, what's the tie in there? There's this little bit of tie in there. Like I said, with Ollie Sykes' vocals, when it comes to you guys with Will's style of vocal, there's a tie in that happens in every little song to really connect it all together. There's a yeah. certain sound, there's a certain vibrato that works within there, within the style that you guys work with. So... I mean, it's just the possible, like, it's going to be there. It's mm. going to, it's going to, it's not going to happen, you know, in an instant. It's not going to happen, you know, to make you guys, you know, bring me the rise and like that overnight. It's going to still take some time for the people and the audience to really get into it. But you have it there. It all depends upon, you know, how people are going to hear about it, how you guys are able to connect people to the band how everything's gonna work with marketing for it, how the sound's gonna work, how people seeing this live, how everything's just gonna work within it. It all is there for you guys. All you guys gotta do is do it. Yeah, that's it. And I that's why we're so happy with the team that we have. Like uh the the team that we've assembled is just freaking amazing. I can't like we've got fearless records behind us. We've got we've got like our managers are just second to none with like what they do for us and the people that they've got to work with us as well like we we're in such a good spot right now to to make the album as big as it possibly can be so um that's the best part about it and that's why i'm like always stoked to like come on podcasts like these and just talk about it because it's like i'm so excited <laughs> i've been so excited for a year man <laughs> i just wanted to come out i just want people to hear it i want people to hear dopamine freestyle that's what i want that's oh when want they when they do they're gonna have this look of just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it God. <laughs> that's what i want I want to see it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do like a little shit posting thing on the page, but like post this your reaction face to dopamine freestyle. Just all of a sudden, dopamine freestyle. <laughs> how's everyone looking at it? Just yeah, it's just like eh. <laughs> all right, great guy, right there. <laughs> <laughs> it'll it, it'll be up on YouTube, but you guys can screenshot of your magic because your team subscribe. It'll just be like yeah, we'll have a whole wall of faces. <laughs> we'll have the dopamine freestyle <laughs> face wall. That's actually a good idea. I'm gonna pitch that. <laughs> I like it. The only thing you need to pitch it, you just got to do it. Like, okay, we're just going to do it this way. All of a sudden, there's an MSC that picture of me like that. I'm going to see the picture of Peter Griffin just like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Homer Simpson just, woohoo! And then everybody so else just, <laughs> I'll get or, you to start it. Or how, and all of a sudden, how how nasty is dopamine freestyle? It's about as nasty as a Will Ramos pig squeal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. That could be ah, a tagline. So I might have to like on the. I might have to add that to the bottom. It's like don't be freestyle. It's nasty as a wolf. Ramos pig squeal, and then just have like, <laughs> a little picture of him like come up, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add it, add it, do it, add it. We're doing it full this send. Is good promotion, make- man. This is good promotion. That's what it's for. <laughs> oh, that I've got a feeling that's definitely gonna be one of like the little like you know YouTube or short TikTok things, Instagram real things that I make. Is gonna be. It's gonna be that just. <laughs> Yeah, we need something to take off of TikTok. I'm still figuring out how to use that fucking app. They're like, 
Oh, it's such a like, it's such a, I mean, I'm only 26, but like TikTok just, I, I'm still wrapping my head around it. Are you on it? Uh, I am for the podcast stuff. I still am trying to figure out exactly what I like. I, I'll put it this way. I know what I want to do with it and I know what's going to work. Cause I've seen some videos work for it already. And it's just yeah. like taking little bits and stories and little fun, little things from the podcast and put them up there. I'm slowly figuring it out, but TikTok's really not my thing, man. I mean, I'm 27. I remember like my thing was Vine. That was my, yeah. that was my yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, exactly. Like when I log into TikTok, it just feels like it's assaulting me with all these fucking videos, just constant videos. It's just like, but like, I have to get good at it. I have to like, I'm still, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to like build up the energy to put effort into it. <laughs> It's, 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 it's not easy. Even myself, I, as, as much as I know that it's needed, I'm still like, Oh God, kill me when I have to post on here. Yeah. Literally. This is fucking, oh my God. But, but still, I, I mean, there, I'm, I mean, there, I mean, there's one I posted where it was there. I am going to post it. It's going to be basically uh one from a, a different episode. It's the, uh, this one band, they uh, put Betty white at like on their cover art. Like, and that was the question I asked, why'd you put Betty white in your cover? He's like, who else is God? It's like, well, that's a that, that's a TikTok right there. Ah <laughs> uh, shit! Who else is gone? <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing the hand jive, or I'm not doing some weird dance, or like having some weird voiceover thing with me just sitting there and hopefully no 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 I'm gonna make something real. <laughs> well, I hope it works out well for you because that is fucking weird. <laughs> Betty White is gone. <laughs> I love that. It's just, it's just fine. I mean, pretty sure I'm all of a sudden next thing, you know, what's going to happen. You guys are going to end up posting. You know, it's like, okay. You know, everyone's face just like, and then Betty white, just like, <laughs> how did Betty white like dopamine freestyle two thumbs up. <laughs> Bands are stupid. Eh? We do dumb things. Sometimes we do dumb things because they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's our, that's, that should be wind waker's slogan on our Facebook page. We do dumb things because they're fun. The end. That's a good slogan. I think it might be a good way to close the podcast. We do dumb things because they're fun. <laughs> We've been doing dumb things all for the last hour. <laughs> and it's been amazing. So any, as we bring this podcast to a close, one thing I'd like to do is give you a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote the other podcast. So man, the floor is yours. Yeah, well, we're, we're really um, we're really excited about trying to expand our American audience. So um, anyone that's listening to this, go check us out. We're on all the socials. All our tags are Wind Waker Official, so just at Wind Waker Official, uh, except for Twitter. Twitter is Wind Waker Tweets, just because I'm trying to make life difficult for you. But, yeah, go check us out. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on the socials. Like, we're always there. We're always interested in hearing what people have to say and anything, anything you want to share with us, anything you want to ask us, we're always available. So, uh, yeah, keen to keen to meet more people, and hopefully we end up in the US at some point in the future, in the near future. Yeah. I mean, hopefully at the very latest, it's twenty twenty three. We'll put it that way. At the very latest. At yes, the very insane. latest. So now it's <laughs> my turn to end all this stuff out. So you guys just found out where to find Wind Waker online, and trust me, you're gonna want to follow them on other socials. And instead of having them, you know, be difficult with the whole Twitter thing, and and having the difficulty of having to look it up yourself. I'm going to do you one better. Take a look at the description of the podcast and say, find Wind Waker online. You're going to see labels for like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, TikTok. So where you can find you know them on YouTube and watch the beautiful video and all the other videos they have out there as well. Where you can stream the album, stream the music, download it, buy it, pre-save it, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be all in the description of the podcast. Labels, links. It's going to be a one-click, one-stop shop. So if you don't 
get into it to enjoy their social media is because we do stupid shit because it's fun. And, you know, listen to the music because you're going to want to listen, especially when Dopamine Freestyle comes out on album release day. Huh. Yeah, you're going to want to listen to that. I was going to do again. Huh. Because the album <laughs> drops May 6th, which if you're watching the video, yeah, it's on the bottom of the screen here. But if you're not, well, now you know. Love Languages. Your love language comes out May 6th. So that's why there's also a link to the podcast for you to make sure you're ready for it when it comes out. Now it's time for number two. Now, Indy, whenever I'm guessing the podcast that I enjoy having on the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise as kind of like as a as a thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for spending time doing this and because oh, yeah. this was so much fun. This has happened every time I've had a guest on the podcast and you, sir, keeping this train rolling. So does not start out with if. If implies that this might not happen because fuck that. I say when. <laughs> when is because this will happen, but w- w- the day and the time? Fuck if I know at this point. So when I get to see Wind Waker perform live for the first time, my promise to you, sir, is this. First round's on me. Hell yeah. <laughs> Second round's on me. I can't wait. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, Andy, <laughs> as we bring this podcast to conclusion, I cannot say goodbye because, man, this album, again, organized chaos. The, the construction behind it is fantastic. It's chaotic, but it's cohesive. Everything about it. Yeah. I can't wait for this album to come out. Can't wait for everyone else to hear it. I can't wait to see what else you guys do, especially how this tour with Most White and I Prevail is going to go, how the rest of yours can go, and then when the second album's about, holy shit, I can't wait to see you guys perform live for the first time, hopefully in the U.S., maybe in Australia too. Who the fuck knows? And I don't want this to be the only time we talk, but I'd love to have you back in the podcast in the future. So is this goodbye? Fuck no. Because fuck no. That's too <laughs> final. This is. See you later. See you guys. <laughs> Well, well, folks, this is my interview with Indy from the band Wind Waker. Once again, their brand new album, Love Language, comes out on May 6th. So go pre-order that shit right now. Go pre-save it, everything. Links in the description of the podcast under Find Wind Waker Online for, you know, where you can find them on YouTube. You can watch the music are out right now. You can, you know, go Spotify music, you know, pre-save them, download them, buy them, all that kind of stuff. Pre-order it, all that good kind of stuff. Also, go check them out on social media as well because they are his. Hysterical. You're not going to want to miss out on them. If you like uh, page 67, you know, online, you're going to love Wind Waker as well. It's a great plug for that as well. I don't know if you like Electric Callboy too. Yeah, you're going to like this kind of fun stuff as well. So links to their socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and if they got the Tiki Taki, it's going to be in the description of the podcast. So go follow them all on social media. Please also remember to follow the Corporate Gosher Podcast on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And just get all your good stuff for the podcast coming there, all the extra content, all the other fun stuff, and the live streams every single Wednesday night on our Instagram page as well. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well. We're on YouTube with the actual videos, and I know we just breached uh, 500 subscribers to the YouTube page rather recently. So, you know, help us get to 1,000, and the views are over 100,000 for all the podcasters. So, yeah. So, let's get the subscriber count to match the viewer count, you know? That'd be sick. Hell yeah. On top of that as well, you can also subscribe to the podcast. On top of our podcast, I heard you and Amazon link trips to the podcast as well. If you do want to listen to the audio version of the podcast, a big thank you to those already subscribed, a big thank you to those listening, and a big thank you to those sticking around with us because thank you for helping to support the Core Progression Podcast. Um, Core Progression Podcast. I'm sorry, I'm a little nasally still getting over a cold. Uh, on top of that, I also want to thank uh, Custody Views and Fixes for sponsoring this video. The links to their uh websites and their promo codes and trips to the podcast as well um love language comes out may 6th get ready for a wild ride make sure you do because 
It's fucking awesome. On that note, that's going to be for you guys. Take a to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these videos with a big, healthy, and hearty. See?